Welcome to Astral Doorway. The door you see on the screen is symbolic of the inner doorway that we all have within ourselves. Most of us have not gone through the door or are just looking at it or studying it and others have taken that leap of going from reading and consuming knowledge in books and videos and speculating about it all to having jumped into the realm of direct experience where real knowledge from within begins. But this inner astral doorway is elusive and riddled with illusions and complications, not so much from the doorway itself and what lies beyond it, but more from the complications and confusions from within our own minds and psychology. And so this video will cover seven of the most common mistakes and misunderstandings that people make when pursuing astral projection. So let's get straight into it. Quick shout out to Andre, Lewis, Ben, Pedro, Jesse, Firox and Lightbearer who all joined the Astral Doorway community either through Patreon or YouTube membership. If you want to support the channel too and gain access to the community there's a link in the description below. So number one, stop focusing on getting to the vibrational stage. This has to be the most common of all questions. Let me tell you, in over my 11 years of practicing all of this, I have barely ever intentionally focused on trying to induce some sort of vibrations or any other type of sensation in order to get out of my body. My only intent most of the time is to be awake and aware out of my body and to focus on what I want to achieve or where I want to go, right? I don't get too caught up in this whole process of uh, separation or how I'm going to come out of my body. I'm not overly concerned with how it happens, practically speaking. So let's make one thing very, very clear for people who are new to this. Vibrations do not have to happen in order to astral project. It's just a sensation that can be felt. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, that's fine too. You can become conscious of the whole separation phase and literally feel yourself energetically coming out of your body, or your awareness may skip all of that together and you may just find yourself suddenly standing in your room with your full awareness intact, right? There may be just a pause in your consciousness. You may be unconscious for some moments and then you'll find yourself out of body. Questions related to all this sound somewhere along the lines of do vibrations happen before, after or during the transition from wakefulness to sleep uh, or how can I reach the vibrational stage or 
I couldn't get past this, uh, past the vibrational stage. You know, my advice is to not focus on all of that at all. If you only focus and give your attention to that separation and vibrations, then sure, maybe you'll be able to achieve that, but you might get stuck in that or not get past that at all. Why? Because that's where all your intention and focus has been placed on, right? You're so obsessed with that, that that is what is going to become your reality in your experience. Your intention should reach beyond the vibrational stage altogether and be more directed at actually traveling beyond the body and on also, you know, what kind of spiritual desires you want to fill. Perhaps traveling through space, uh, finding a certain person, or it can be as simple as just walking down your road, or maybe you want to confirm an experience or something. Regardless, stop giving too much energy and attention to trying to reach this stage. People too often start developing a self-limiting habit where they say, I can't reach the vibrational stage, therefore I cannot astral project. Inquire into yourself and ask yourself if you hold this sort of belief within you. It's a total block towards these experiences. Number two, assuming that what you're hearing during separation are monsters or demons trying to suck you into the underworld or something. So while separating or perhaps in sleep paralysis, there can be perceptions of seemingly real voices or strange visuals. These are most often experienced if the person hasn't overcome fear related to astral projection and hasn't had a fully fledged out-of-body experience yet. This is more common in those people. These kinds of experiences, uh, you know, if you're having them, you know, take notes that they will diminish once you start getting over them, basically, right? And so most of these perceptions are simply tests from your subconscious to see if you can really handle having your consciousness out of your body or whether you're going to let fear or quote-unquote scary thoughts or emotions overwhelm you. The key to overcoming this is the same as the first mistake about getting past the vibrational stage, which is to ignore it and continue anyway and not give too much attention to it. Just recognize it and instantly carry on, right? Carry on with your intention. Remember your goal. Remember what you want to do and why you want to do it, why you want to astral project, okay? Do not be distracted or better said, be impartial towards those perceptions. Once you get past any initial sort of fear, then the real perceptions of the astral open up once your consciousness has fully gathered itself out of the body. 
once you're out and have gotten past any tests, you'll have a clear mind and a clear experience, free from these subconscious uh, tug of war with things to do with fear and, you know, nonsensical voices and etc. right? When you experience astral projection in this way, and when you first come out, it can be sort of similar to waking up in the morning, like you're feeling groggy and in a sort of trance-like state. Uh, maybe, you know, you don't know whether you're dreaming or not. But as long as your intention is in being fully aware, fully awake, with your usual sense of self intact, free from subconscious dreaming, then you should have a breeze in simply being objective towards any distracting sounds on the way during separation. So being fully aware and fully conscious implies being fully conscious of yourself, which innately implies to have no fear, right? Fear cannot exist if you are really conscious of yourself, really conscious of your ability to think thoughts and feel emotions and, you know, your whole being as a whole. Number three, Getting scared during sleep paralysis instead of focusing on getting out. This is a little similar to the first two points, but this in itself is a very common question in the sense that people are specifically getting stuck in sleep paralysis and they panic and they can't move. Do you know the only reason why you're stuck? It's because of your fear and panic. That's the only reason you're being held down and the only reason you're stuck. This fear and panic derives from not realizing or understanding that you can easily leave the body or induce vibrations from that state. For anyone who naturally has sleep paralysis and is very scared of it, let me tell you, you are actually very lucky. I love that state. I wish I could experience it every night because every time I do have sleep paralysis every now and then, I leave the body without fail. Uh, you know, I'm not exaggerating when I say every single time I have experienced sleep paralysis, I have successfully left the body. It's very easy to induce vibrations from that state. All I do is start to feel or wriggle my astral body, right, instead of my physical body, and the energy starts to build up and I can just get up or float up as I regularly would. Uh, so try it. Next time you're in sleep paralysis, just get up. You'll be fine because your physical body can't get up. So, you know, what happens if you strongly intend to just get up without thinking about it, uh, but your physical body is paralyzed? Well, you'll get up, of course, in your astral body. So just try it. Of course, 
you know, if you do this, you need to be absolutely free from fear. If you're in sleep paralysis, okay, there's going, there might be some initial fear, just observe it and say, okay, whatever, let's carry on and let's experiment, right? Let's try something. Number four, thinking too much during the separation phase. Instead of being focused on where you want to go or in what you want to achieve, you should see the amount of questions I get related to the stages of separation. There are paragraphs amongst paragraphs of rationalizations, analyzations, uh, conflicting perspectives, etc. I can already tell in most messages like that, when it's about separation and there's a lot of paragraphs, I already know that this person is thinking way too much into it. You have to understand that leaving the body is extremely simple and natural to do. It requires no thinking at all. It is not complex in its practical essence. You have to learn to get into the flow of what is happening. That is all. Sure, you can analyze it a bit afterwards, like now while you're watching this video, for example. But when it comes to the experience, do not mix theory with practice. Only practice, nothing else. Only experience, only feel, right? Only play the music, only dance, so to speak, right? There's a rhythm, there's a flow. Don't disconnect yourself through thinking, right? Instead, get intoxicated with it. Get lost in the experience of it. Thinking is for afterwards. You have all the time in the world to think, but not a lot of time to be and do and experience. So do not ruin it with thinking. Thinking is the number one obstacle and challenge in astral projection. Number five, forming self-limiting beliefs to do with diets. Uh, we have to realize that what we eat and what we put into our mouths is not going to awaken our consciousness. Actually, what comes out of our mouths is much more important, and not just the words you speak, but the way you speak. Uh, how we communicate and express ourselves says a lot about our level of consciousness and understanding. I've left my body while eating all sorts of processed foods, meats, fruits, etc. And I've had, you know, success. And I've had, you know, long periods with eating healthy and exercising, uh, but had no success and vice versa. So, you know, I even went uh, vegetarian for half a year. So... It's less about what we eat, more about our consciousness in any given situation. Now, you know, sure, you can respond with, uh, okay, but don't certain foods and eating healthy help? Uh, yes, sure. It helps you attune the physical body and become 
more sensitive to these subtle realms of energy. But what you need to realize is there's a point where physical health and physicality in general has little to no effect on the physical dimension of life and the non-physical experience, right? Do you think when a person dies, he won't leave his body because he's extremely unhealthy or isn't vegan, right? No, consciousness can leave the body no matter what. Of course, I advocate for a healthy diet. Uh, you know, we have to look after our temples. You know, and I also personally do enjoy long fasts uh, from time to time as a kind of purification. Uh, a few weeks ago, I did a four-day fast, meaning I had absolutely no food for four days. Uh, and I've been doing intermittent fasting for over five years now. Uh, not really as a set discipline, I just enjoy having one or two meals a day. I don't feel much need for more than that. Uh, there is another reason why I don't feel much hunger, but that's for another upcoming special video. So, number six, forming self-limiting beliefs to do with the fact that you think you're not good enough or not worthy enough. So many always say, I'm not ready now, but I will be in the future when this or that happens or I am this or whatever. That may be true, but if you're always going to actively think that, then that's just going to turn into a habit. And even if you say, okay, I'll be ready next month due to habit, uh, then you'll maybe, uh, most likely, fall into the trap of uh, thinking that same thought again next month. And you'll always tell yourself, you know, next month, next month, you know. It's like procrastination, right? I'll do my essay tomorrow. Uh, and people also have a lot of guilt, uh, perhaps with things they did in the past, or they say they're too busy. You know, let me tell you, taking time out for yourself and your spiritual interests is really important. And by absolutely no means should your acts in this life or other lives, perhaps, uh, sh they should not affect your ability to leave the body. It is all our natural birthright to discover ourselves and this deeper and transcendental part of life, no matter who we are, good or bad. And number seven, trying to separate while awake. Now, I'm not saying that this isn't completely impossible, but such a thing is something extremely advanced and is usually achieved by those who have years of mastery with standard astral projection while the physical body is asleep. It is generally a mistake to try and do this while awake at first. Um, now, yes, vibrations can sort of happen while awake, 
where your physical body feels invigorated, right? And this goes into energy healing, uh, maybe some Reiki and the etheric body. But if your consciousness is not in a sleepy sort of trance state and not passing through the gates of sleep, in other words, the transition from wakefulness to sleep, then you're not going to separate that way. Your body needs to be relaxed. There is way too much tension. You need to go into surrender. Now, yes, there is such a thing as projecting while awake, kind of through meditation. However, you also need to understand that meditation means conscious sleep, right? This is one way to understand the mystery of meditation, this phenomena of deep meditation, in the sense that in deep meditation, we consciously pass through deep layers of our subconscious in a relaxed way, just like we do when we regularly go to sleep. The only difference is in deep meditation, we are doing it consciously. So you have to be quite sufficient in meditation for this. Uh, this is actually something quite advanced uh, in order to go that deep. So, you know, think about it. We all experience this weird thing where we all pass out unconsciously every night and we don't think it's strange because we're taught that it's normal. And we wake up in the morning with weird visions because our consciousness was doing who's, who knows what. Uh, so in a way, we all meditate every night unconsciously. You see, we all go extremely deep into our own minds. And, you know, we go so deep that we're unconscious. So deep that our dreams are seen as symbols that we don't even understand. So meditation is about going profoundly deeply into our own minds. And if you really know how to meditate and get in touch with yourself and know yourself and your emotions, you can start to not just see these visions uh, within yourself, but also understand them. This takes a lot of practice and persistence, of course, right? And so, yes, this is conscious sleep. And in this way, we can leave the body naturally during meditation by passing through those cycles in a different way. You could call it projecting while awake, but that's not how I personally understand it. Uh, because deep meditation feels nothing like my regular waking state, right? My brain waves and awareness are on a completely different and non-ordinary level compared to when I'm awake physically, say like now making this video. My state of mind and my state of consciousness is not the same at all compared to when I'm in deep meditation. So I hope that was helpful for everyone, especially beginners. Right? I've been asked to make more basic videos, which I will in the future, but you know, 
I know there are a lot of people who want deeper answers too, but yes, this is more directed to those with all these common concerns, questions, and mistakes. Okay, well, thank you everyone. I hope that helped. As always, leave your questions below and be sure to be subscribed. Turn the bell button on so you know when I make a new video and I'll see you on the next one.